All right, welcome to episode one of Maddie's Joy, an Angelman Journey. So excited to be bringing you this podcast. Today, we are actually going to look at something that I shared on Twitter. Yes, Maddie's Joy is on Twitter. This is a rare mom's advice, top tips for rare parents. And this comes from Rebecca Pender on how to navigate parenting a child with a rare disease. It's a top 10 list. So if you want to see the top 10 and what Rebecca has said, head over to our Twitter. If not, well, you can do that still, but enjoy the episode. Welcome to Maddie's Joy. We are looking at Rebecca Pender's How to Navigate Parenting a Child with a Rare Disease. She has done a top 10 list of things that you want to look out for or things that you need to know. Now, numbers one and two, in my case, I feel were kind of reversed. But we're just going to get into it. So number one, she says, it's okay to feel relieved. Now I know with Maddie and probably a lot of you, we just want to know why our child's delayed. Now we're just hoping that maybe our child is stubborn. I've heard this time and time again with sometimes with parents who have neurotypical children who are older. Each child kind of develops differently. And in Maddie's case, she actually had COVID when she was five months old and then developed post-COVID pneumonia. So me as a dad, when her delays started, sure, I was worried, but I really thought that, you know, Maddie's going to be fine. And she is fine. But I, I just thought that she was going to be a, t- a typical child. And when some of her issues started coming up, you know, she wasn't rolling over anymore. She wasn't babbling. She, she was pretty far behind when we got her to see a physiatrist. And when we started getting into the genetic testing, she hadn't had a seizure yet. That would come approximately probably two to three weeks before her genetic testing came in. Um, But even then they said they were febrile seizures and it it was brought on by fever. So, so when the Angelman diagnosis came in, I didn't feel relief right away, but it was kind of one of those things. Okay. We have an answer now. We have an answer. It's Angelman syndrome. What's the plan moving forward? And I don't know if I ever felt relieved by having that diagnosis, but I can see why that is number one. Now, the first thing that I experienced is actually number two, and that is it's okay to grieve. When we got the news, we actually got the news over the phone. My wife and I went home 
in that weekend. We got a we got the news on a Friday, and that weekend was probably one of the hardest weekends of my life. And looking back on it, Maddie was telling us that she was okay. I remember sitting on the couch and, and holding my wife's hand, and and we're not really saying much. And Maddie's just playing on the floor. Like nothing's wrong. In our heads, everything is wrong, and you're going through all the what ifs. And I was one of the people who Googled Angelman syndrome. I, I didn't go straight to, you know, a foundation webpage, whether that be ASF or FAST. I Googled it, and I felt hopeless. And and I think the next two months, I, I just kind of floated through life. I was kind of going through the motions, but in my head, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm never going to walk my daughter down the aisle. I'm never going to see her graduate from college. I'm not going to see her start a family. It was hard. And thankfully, there was families and there were individuals in the Angelman community who let me vent, who prayed for me, who who sent care packages, who who just told me it, it's going to be okay. And in that moment, I didn't feel like it was going to be okay. And now I, I can kind of recognize that because I'm past that point and I... When, when I see somebody on, on the Facebook group or whether it's in person, I ran into a family at the, at the family conference who had just been diagnosed two weeks prior, my heart goes out to them because I, I know how hopeless that feels. And I just want to grab them by the shoulders and say, you are in a... A fantastic world I mean the things that my daughter teaches me on a daily basis I see her wake up in the morning when I go in there she has a bright smile on her face and she laughs and it's it's like she hasn't seen me in months and what a way to start your day sure I I still need my coffee but that's such a great way to start my day and my daughter reminds me every single day that, that the small stuff does not matter anymore. I'm in sales. I'm a salesman by trade. And all I have to do is come home and hug my daughter. And she still thinks I'm hilarious. She still loves me. I love to celebrate her little wins. And, you know... It, the grieving period was long for me, and it's it's not a fluid situation, it, it, or it is a fluid situation, I should say. I'm going to have my ups and downs, and, and sometimes I see something and it hurts me, but not like it was in that initial, it's nothing like it was in that initial couple of months, and that's that's a place that I don't wish on my worst enemy because you you almost don't 
you almost can't describe it until you've been there. And, and I think that a lot of parents of Angelman children have been there. Or, uh, uh, you know, it's just such a weird, weird spot to be in. And I don't wish that on anybody. But if you are in that spot, please reach out to me. Please reach out to somebody in the community. I actually went to counseling after our diagnosis. And it was one of the best things that I ever did. And if you don't have anybody there for you or you don't know who to turn, turn to me. All my contact information, you can get a hold of me, Twitter, um, Instagram, by email. You can get a hold of me or my wife. And we'll be there for you. We will be those people for you. Just reach out. And then you can just find that all on our website. Um, M-A-D-D-I-E-S-J-O-Y dot com. That's Maddie'sJoy dot com. Number three, become the expert. This is something that I am trying to become. By no means do I have it down. Um, but you would be surprised at how much you can learn and, and just, what, it's almost October now, so so just about eight months, nine months. And it's not embarrassing, but Maddie, Maddie had a cold, and we took her into her pediatrician's office. Her pediatrician wasn't there. And I, I could hear the pediatrician, one of our pediatrician's partners, in the hallway. And he said, oh, this child has Angelman syndrome, and that is a seizure disorder. Once he came in, I, I corrected him a little bit. And just know that you can work with the professionals. You, you can help educate them. Don't try to be combative. I mean, if you need to be combative, be combative. But this is a rare syndrome. A lot of providers that you're going to run across don't have all the answers. That's why the Angelman Foundation clinics are great. Go to an Angelman-specific clinic. Work with the professionals. Go to the ASF website, print those one-pagers, help the professionals be more, help the professionals learn about Angelman syndrome, and then adjust accordingly. It's okay that they don't know. What's not okay is if they refuse to learn. So just help be their guide. Use fast use asf use the resources that are out there to educate yourself and then that therefore you can educate others and use the resources at your fingertips number four is connect i was on a newly diagnosed webinar recently and somebody had said well it was between Angelman and this other syndrome and I was really hoping that it was Angelman syndrome because the community looks amazing and we have something special in the Angelman community and it was 
And the community is one of the reasons why I'm in a good headspace. And it's one of the reasons why I want to be of value to the community because so many people helped me. I've connected with so many dads, with so many moms, with so many grandmas, with so many aunts and uncles. And everybody just welcomed me with open arms, welcomed Maddie with open arms, and welcomed my wife with open arms. And thank you all so much. That meant the world to me. And if I can be that to just one person, that is, is, is my goal is just to be that to one person. Number five is research. And this is not what it, what it seems to be when you see the title and, and what the author means by research is get involved in the research, connect with others, and share stories, but don't define your child by others' development. And one of the one of the coolest things about going to the family conference was seeing Angelman children at all levels of development at all levels of cognition and just know that this journey is your own now parents can give you guidelines but just because your child has angelman syndrome does not box your child in your child can still accomplish amazing things your child is going to develop a personality and believe me when I tell you our two-year-old is a full-blown toddler. I'm getting the side eye. I'm getting furled brows. I still get my kisses. I, I get a few less cuddles now. But just because your child has a diagnosis does not mean that the diagnosis is your child. Your child is going to develop an amazing personality and just roll with it. And just because one child in the community is doing something that your child isn't, celebrate that for that parent. And it might be a goal to work towards, but that's one of my favorite things to see on, on a Facebook group is, oh, my child walked or my child said, this word or it sounds like my child said I love you and, and that just gives me such strength such hope such motivation and it gives me a new goal to give to Maddie or you know hey I would love to be there maybe I can get there someday so share your wins and if somebody shares their win congratulate them and just know that your win is coming soon, too. Your child's, and I shouldn't even say your win, but it's your child's win. Um, I'll share this about Maddie. Um, one of the coolest things is she's getting up on her hands and knees now. It's cool, but she's a lot faster now than she used to be. So I will leave the room for a minute, and suddenly she's gone. I love it but I do hate it at the same time because 
you never know where Maddie's going to end up, and um, she's just causing chaos. Number six is learn your no. Summon your inner strength. It's not a straight road. There are twists and turns. Conserve your energy for the battles that really count. I love this line by the author. And and again, just to remind you, the author is Rebecca Pender. I love that quote. Don't waste your time and your energy on something that's not working. As a parent of an angelman child who goes to therapy every each and every single week, who has something going on each and every single week, my time's already limited. My daughter's time is limited. Learn your no. If something's not working, hey, it, it's not a bad thing to say no. Um, we are on our third occupational therapist right now. Our first one was fantastic. Our second one didn't work out. And we found an occupational therapist that that Maddie responds to. And another thing is, is we actually took a therapy break. We've taken two therapy breaks now, and, and Maddie seems to respond better each time that she's taken a break. So learn your nose. Learn when something's not working for you. And just trust your gut because your mom gut, your dad gut, your grandma gut, your grandpa gut, whatever gut you have is going to carry you through in the end. And I, and I truly believe that you know your child better than an expert. And when something's just simply not working, just say no. Number seven, communicate. Communicate with your friends. You need at least one person to talk to, whether that's a friend, whether that's a family member, whether that's a therapist. Communicate your feelings, and it's okay to not be okay. You might feel like you are losing a friend just simply because they don't understand. But there are so many unique individuals in the Angelman community. If you click with somebody, stick with them and talk to them. Because more than likely, they have a similar experience. Or more than likely, they will be there to listen to you. And if you don't have that person, I'll be that person for you until you find somebody. Or I'll be your person for however long you need me. I'm not trying to get rid of you. I will be that person for you if you have nobody else to talk to or if you think that nobody else will understand. And if you have to say, Adam, be quiet. I just need to get this out. I will listen to you for as long as you need me to. And just know that there's at least one person in your corner that's rooting you on. Involve your family. Involving my family, that that was the main reason why I started the blog. And the blog kind of took off. I, I kind of figured that only 10 people 
would read it week in, week out, and it's taken off, and now I'm doing this podcast. Involve your family. Let them know what's going on. And if you have children, let your children know what's going on with their sibling. She, uh, the author mentions a book, Chromosome Kids Like Me by Annette Fournier. Oh, wow. Fournier, sorry. Who who loves to listen to a guy who mumbles? What a great guy for a podcast, right? But Chromosome Kids Like Me, ASF has friends with wings. Even though their sibling might view the world differently. It's okay to include your family, your kids, your extended family. Let them know what's going on. And that way, not only does your child get ingrained into your family, it it, it forges a brand new bond between family members as well. Number nine, ask and accept help. This, I think, is the hardest thing to do. I know that I can take care of my child the best, right? Well, my wife can. I can take care of my child second best. But it's okay to ask and accept help. I'm so thankful that I have sisters, that we have a caretaker that we have my mother-in-law that we have so many people who basically force us to give them Maddie for at least a couple hours so that we can have our date nights. I am so thankful for that help and it's so hard to accept because I know how big of a handful Maddie can be. The asking part I need to work on personally. I don't like to ask for help. I never have in my life. But this burden can be bigger than you can handle. And it's not a burden. And forgive me if I ever misspeak it. It's all coming from the heart. And none of this is scripted. This is just my feelings. It's not a burden, but but that that weight of caring with it of caring for a child with special needs it, it can be a tough task and i need to learn to ask for help when i need it um thankfully my wife is fantastic and hopefully i help my wife out as well but i need to learn to ask others for help and i need to express that better and, I, and just know that it's okay to not be okay. Ask for that help. And number 10, finding breathing space. Find that quiet moment in your day. Whether that's a meditation or just a cup of coffee on your back porch or singing your favorite song in your car on the way home, find breathing space. I mean, the sleep problems with children with Angelman syndrome can can be hard. 
but find a way to re-energize and refocus. That way you can be the best person for your child or your loved one with Angelman syndrome. So if you want to see the top 10 list and um, what the author said, and again, her name is Rebecca Pender. You can see on Twitter that I shared this in our Twitter handle for all of you who are wondering is at Maddie's Joy Blog. That's M A D D I E S J O Y B L O G. You can find all of our social media links on our website, maddiesjoy.com. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever podcast here at Maddie's Joy, an Angelman journey. Please bear with me that I'm brand new to podcasting, to talking about this. So it can only get better from here, right? Or right? I don't know. So until next time, have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for listening.